Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast for Hope TBI. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for taking the time to listen today. I did want to take a moment, though, and introduce myself. I want to be able to explain to you how this all came to be. How did it come about? Well, my name is Karen Robinson. I'm a survivor of a polytrauma and traumatic brain injury. More on that, though, in a bit. After all, that's really why I'm here to talk about this all today, right? Well, I do want to address, though, a website I created called Hope TBI, something that this podcast is based off of. The Hope TBI website I created is a true gift of love, a gift to myself, to my husband, to my mom, to my children, and all those that have been touched by trauma in any form. I just want to say that to those who have cared for me or tended to me in any way, I continue to learn something from each person I come into contact with. And for those of you who have done me wrong or done my family wrong throughout this journey, I've actually continued to learn something from each of you as well. So thank you for that opportunity. Even those I may not readily remember in some of those conversations or specifics about the experiences, I do remember a lot of how they made me feel. And I do glean something from each encounter. And I really hope that I'm able to leave a little bit of myself behind as well. Well, in a good way, that is. (laughs) I definitely want to be able to leave an impression, a lasting impression that's positive, although it doesn't always end up that way. At first, creating the Hope TBI website began as a way to really just connect with others through a blogging experience. It was a way that I could document the things I learned about my injuries and eventually show others how to have a better quality of life. It was really difficult for me to locate my blog posts or how I kept them organized when it was laid out in a blog format. I was having trouble remembering things. I was having trouble with organization, with multitasking, and it just became really cumbersome to keep track of all the medical paperwork and all the things that were going on with me. So a blog po- a blog for a blog in general made sense because I was always getting questions from friends and colleagues and relatives about how are you doing? What's going on? what's new, and sometimes I just didn't feel like talking. Sometimes uh, I just didn't feel like trying to get what was in my head out through words because words were hard. Those who know me really well may find that hard to believe because I do like to talk, even still. And sometimes I can run on and on like a freight train. But when 
I experienced the recovery journey, it was really tough to find those words. And sometimes I still struggle with that. But we'll learn more about that later. We decided to change the format from a blog format to a website format with tabs and drop down menus. At first, it was to help me locate my posts easier and make it more user friendly so I could find things I wrote about or uh, find things I had uh, researched or documented. Then the website, it just kind of evolved in its own way. It, it became something that made me feel really useful in my life again. And it helped me stay organized. It helped me keep the information I had researched in a location that was easy to find. And it helped me keep track of information at the same time. Uh, documenting and researching my injuries for myself. What that did for me is it helped me realize, you know what, others might benefit from this information I came across. All the things that we learned the hard way throughout this process, dealing with healthcare providers, dealing with the injury itself, dealing with the insurance companies, just dealing with bureaucracy in general, it helped me realize that others might benefit from this information that I came across without having to do all the work to find it for themselves if they had those same injuries. And honestly, it just gave me a feeling of hopefully being able to continue to make a difference in this world despite my new normal and all the physical limitations I had. And there was a lot. It was quite overwhelming. And some days it's still overwhelming. Sharing, though. Sharing what I learned through my recovery journey. Self-advocacy. Learning to advocate for myself in a different way. And sharing my survival experiences. It actually became my way of coping and healing on the inside. When I came home from the hospital, my body was home, but not all of me. Not really. Through my recovery process, I even still keep learning about the new me, or the new normal, or the person I am becoming. That doesn't mean I, I stop remembering the me I used to be. And sometimes I get caught in between parallel worlds between the two of those dichotomies. But I want to take you on that journey. Perhaps you have a similar journey. And for those who haven't experienced anything traumatic, first of all, that's really awesome. Second of all, this podcast is for you too. Well, how can you benefit from listening to this podcast if you've never had anything traumatic happen? Well, I'll tell you this. We can never have enough awareness around understanding those with different experiences than our own. And I'm really confident you'll also be able to pocket some valuable nuggets of relatable content from here as well. So don't take off just yet. And for those of you who have had similar injuries, whether that's a polytrauma or a brain injury, 
I'm hoping that I'm able to express some information that you can benefit from as well. One thing about going through a chronic disease or chronic illness or some kind of rehabilitation process is you can often feel isolated or feel like you're alone in the world. Even if you have a really great support system, it's just not the same understanding as if you were going through it yourself or have gone through it. So for those of you who have similar experiences, I'm hoping that this information will help you out too. And for you caregivers and healthcare providers and insurance providers and attorneys, hopefully this will give you a little bit of a glimpse. And for all of you listening, welcome to a glimpse in the world of surviving a polytrauma and having a brain injury, among other things. I will say that the steps in this tumultuous journey you will hear about in all the coming recordings. I do want to give you a heads up, though. There is no topic that is off the table. And you might hear some things that are deeply personal and perhaps occasionally controversial. As honestly, I want this to be a visceral and authentic expression of my recovery process and of the learning process I'm going through during this. I fully believe this is going to be a lifelong learning process and a lifelong recovery process. Because there's new things that pop up all the time and there's new ways of healing that are going on with me and my experience. And there's new things that are coming on the horizon technologically, medically, etc. So sharing what I learned through my recovery journey, self-advocacy, and my own survival experiences is not only my way of healing on the inside, but my way of paying it forward on the outside. So, hey, welcome. Come on in. Stay a while. And if you get a chance, check out the website at www.hopetbi.com. I also would love to hear about your stories as well. So if you go to the Your Story tab on the website, you'll be able to see there how you can share your story or share somebody else's story that um, you have a, a direct information about. And also remember you can also get email notifications of any new blog posts by signing up with your email address in our subscribe section on the site as well. Okay, enough about the website. Let's get to the heart of it all. And that would be my actual story. Why am I here? Well, on January 4th, 2014, I was getting ready to leave and go pick up our two daughters from a sleepover. I was going to take our youngest son, who was five at the time, his name is Austin, and we were going to go pick up uh, our daughters and take them shopping because 
the oldest uh, daughter that we had there at the time was getting ready to go to college. And we wanted to do some final things before she went to her dorm. And we drove her to college that next week. Well, on January 4th, 2014, when I was on my way to pick up our two oldest daughters, it was a Saturday morning. It was wintry out. And I remember buckling my seatbelt. I remember buckling my son in his car seat as well. And I remember backing out of the driveway. I remember driving down to the main street and turning. And that's my last memory for quite a while. I would never arrive to pick up my daughters. They apparently they kept trying to call me. They kept trying to find out where I was because I hadn't arrived yet. Well, that was I didn't arrive because I was in a horrific head-on collision with my then five-year-old son, Austin. I was driving a minivan that belonged to my mom. And from putting together the pieces of the story from the police report and everyone that's talked to me about it uh, and pictures and just all the things that I'm able to piece together together with those floating puzzle pieces. We can ascertain that my seatbelt failed and malfunctioned and I was ejected approximately 10 to 15 feet from the passenger side door over the door frame where my body apparently bent the frame down in half uh, towards the outside. Now, I thought it was pretty amazing that I was not ejected through the window or through the windshield. I also found it pretty amazing that the seatbelt assembly came apart. I've always been a staunch supporter of seatbelts, and that goes back years and years. In fact, the windshield, though it was cracked all over, it remained intact. From pictures I've seen, both airbags were deployed, and Austin was sitting behind the driver's seat in his booster seat. And everything that happened, literally everything that day, from my survival and that of my son, the survival of the woman in the other vehicle, I got to tell you, was nothing short of miraculous for all of us. I don't remember the wreck in any way, shape, or form. And that's been quite frustrating for me over the years. I have gotten to the point, though, that I appreciate not remembering. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Mostly due to the injuries I sustained. The other driver states she also has no memory of the wreck. Though we still keep in contact occasionally, even to uh, this day. My son remembers numerous details about it, including seeing me ejected, unbuckling himself to find me face down in a pool of blood around my head and body. Miraculously, he escaped unscathed physically, 
not even seatbelt marks from his car seat. And honestly, that's a really unexplained miracle and angel blessing for sure, because there were gouges taken out of the side of his car seat, almost looking like a bear claw um, that had torn the plastic off. He had actually unbuckled himself after everything came to a halt and let himself out of the vehicle and went to search for me. I incurred numerous orthopedic fractures. Uh, this included a hairline fracture of my pelvis, a broken right wrist. I broke ribs 2 through 11 in multiple places, also called a flail chest. I, um, they were all displaced by about 2 centimeters. My spine, T5 through 10, had fractures. My right scapula was not only fractured, but shattered in more than two places, and the rest of my scapula was broken and really messed up. <laughs> I, I sustained numerous bruises and lacerations and a lot of other injuries, which included seatbelt marks, uh, a plum-sized right eye. My husband and my mom always said that it looked like someone sat a plum right on my eye. It was nice, big, round, and purple. And a closed head injury. Now, it would turn out that I would learn that my brain injury was called a TBI, a traumatic brain injury. This title for my what I call my new normal was really an understatement by far. My medical injuries and their extent would continue to be discovered. It would, they would be treated, they would not be treated, and honestly, all are still unfolding as time goes on. We ascertained between the time I left the house to the time that 911 was called, I had lost consciousness for a little over a half hour and was able to regain consciousness and communicate to some extent by the time I got to the hospital though that communication was still very confused and I apparently kept repeating the same questions over and over according to my husband. So what is a polytrauma? Well, a polytrauma is when two or more systems of a body are injured. And I definitely had more than two systems of my body injured. Um, I was originally unable to return to work. That was a real blow to my, to just to my whole existence. I, you know, I had this concept that I was just going to get better and uh, it would just be a few weeks and then I'd be back at work and all would be hunky-dory. Uh, that was not the reality of the situation, though. In fact, my recovery continues still. And over the last few years, I've been dabbling in volunteer work here and there. And even though I've uh, moved forward in a different direction for a career for myself, at this point, I've been unable to return to a traditional work setting. And 
the wreck was when I was 40. And as of this recording, I'm 47. And what I can say about then to now is that any day above ground is a good day. And I'm very grateful to have survived. I had to have a correlation that was positive for my brain injury. I've always appreciated acronyms. I've always been someone that has loved the field of medicine my whole life. And we use a lot of acronyms in the medical community. So one thing that was, became an acronym for me was the word hope. Never give up hope. My acronym for hope equaled help one person excel. And I had to have a correlation that was positive for my brain injury or my traumatic brain injury, so TBI. Because I originally got tired of talking about it and I really got tired of this thing defining my life. I didn't like how much of my life it seemed to have taken from me and it had stolen my independence. It had made me uh, codependent and made me just, it was necessary for me to get literally all my needs and all my care from people outside of myself. And I really wanted to excel beyond these new limitations. So now, though, I do talk about it. And I don't mind talking about it. In, in fact, I find it's very helpful to be able to talk about my experiences. And I've also found that it's been helpful to others to hear it. So they don't feel so alone and isolated themselves from their own experiences. And I've come to understand it. And I'm continually coming to grips with this, what I refer to as my new normal. And I coined TBI to mean to be independent. As this is the struggle and the goal to get this all back over time, to get your independence, to, to be able to exist on your own again and to experience that freedom my independence, my freedom, my life, my life. Not what I have to wait on someone else to do for me or give to me, but what I can do for myself. It was also my desire to share my experiences, what I have learned and been taught by others in the hopes that sharing these would spread awareness about brain injury and polytrauma. And hopefully, this will help lift some of the burden of trying to locate some of those resources for those with similar injuries. Now, I will say that I'm a great deal of my recovery has plateaued. I still have chronic pain and various challenges that I'm utilizing creative processes to overcome. And I do work around those as much as possible, but they're still there. I do participate in as many educational opportunities as I'm able to, almost all online and virtual. So I'm very grateful for technology in that regard. And I also have completed some education as a life coach 
And I'm really looking forward to building that part of my career development. And I am looking forward to sharing those learning processes with you guys on that as well. I volunteer as a co-host on a brain injury radio show. Uh, check us out sometime. It's, you can find us under Brain Injury Radio with Karen Robinson and Kim Justice. And we, I do that once a month with Kim, and she's really a fantastic co-host. This has been a process. The recovery process is one step, one baby step leading to one baby step, which leads to my purpose. The baby steps that you take are the ones that help you define who you are. They help you evolve. And they help you experience some of that great independence. So don't ever give up hope. Help one person excel to be independent. Even if that person has to start with you. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to focus on that self-care. So just remember that I understand. I hope that I'm able to impart some words to you that make you feel understood, that help you understand me. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Remember, you can find me at www.hope tbi.com. And thanks for listening.